FPL game week five was a complete disaster. Everyone is tearing up their teams to try and make some transfers to bring in players who might actually score some points for once. Today, I'm taking you through a game week six wildcard draft who are the 15 players I'd be looking to target. What is up everyone, FBL Harry here. Today we are having a look at a game week six wildcard draft. Who are the players I'll be wanting to bring into my team going into game week six if I was activating the chip? Let me know if you've played it already, you're considering it for this week or you are just watching to potentially look at some general players to target as it was actually quite useful for me. I plan on saving my wildcard towards later on in the first half of the season but it did give me an understanding of what squads would look like and potentially where I need to be using my free transfers if I'm going to try and compete with those people who are playing their wildcard. If you enjoy these videos, please hit that like button, subscribe if you are new to the channel as well, and let's dive in. We're going to start in goal. To be honest, it's Ariola plus one. The fixtures for West Ham are not that great over the next three or four game weeks, but from about game week 10 onwards, you could pretty much play Ariola every week at 4.1 million. I am backing Flecken as my second keeper, sort of actually, he probably is the second keeper because you would play Ariola most weeks. Brentford do look pretty good. They are going to be without Riga Henry for a fair few number of game weeks, it does seem, but I still think that he is a really nice option at a very affordable price. There are a couple of others that you consider, like potentially going with Leno or Fulham, but their underlying data is some of the worst in the league from a defensive point of view. So Brentford do look better than Fulham defensively, so I have gone with Flecken as the number two goalkeeper. In defence, we have gone with double Newcastle. It is time to be targeting those Newcastle defenders, and I've gone with both Botman and Fabian Scher. Now, Kieran Trippier is probably the one that people are thinking already, well, why is he not in this draft? Just having Trippier in over either Botman or Scher does mean you can't afford to go with the attack that I think this wildcard draft has the ability to go to. I do also think that Trippier is a great pick, but I do think with Livermento waiting in the wings, he probably has more rotation threat than either Botman or Shah, who have no real backup in terms of their centre-back options. Lascelles is really not at the pace that Newcastle need him to be anymore. Then we have Estupanan, Bournemouth at home this week, and then again from game week 10, the fixtures for... Brighton are really, really solid. So you're happy to have him. You can bench him in a couple of the upcoming game weeks when Udogi's fixture turns really nice. You can have double Newcastle every week and you can play Kabore in the double game week. Kabore does keep his place as he did come back into the Luton team having missed one game week in game week four. He was really good for them again. He did play 90 minutes. So I do expect him to continue to play in that right back position. Udogi and Spurs were disappointing in game week five, but he does keep his place in this wild card. Again, he is a really nice price. He has good attacking threat and from game week seven onwards, their fixtures do start to turn. Game week eight, they have Luton. Game week nine, they have Fulham as well. So for his prize, his attacking threat, he is the last defender to talk about. And then moving into midfield and things do change a little bit. Personally, if you are playing your wild card in game week six, it is time to buy Mo Salah. Everyone wildcarding in game week 8, 9 or 10 will be wildcarding in order to fit in the Egyptian king into our FPL teams. So if you're wildcarding now in order not to be left behind, you need to be picking Mo Salah in your draft. So he is in here at 12.5 million. Now, in order to get him, you do have to make a couple of sacrifices in the squad. And part of that is why we don't have Kieran Trippier in defence. Marcus Rashford keeps his place. Now, Manchester United are not performing well. However, he has looked one of the few players who looks like they might be able to score. Hoyland also linking up with Marcus Rashford is a good link up. And I think Rashford could continue to get something. And the fixtures, including Burnley away,
away this week means I have decided to go with Rashford. When there is the fixture turn in game week eight for Spurs, Marcus Rashford up to Huminson is a transfer that is very easy to make if Manchester United continue to perform poorly. However, with the fixtures that they do have over the next two of Arsenal and Liverpool for Tottenham, I have decided to go with Rashford in here over having Huminson in this draft. I do keep Madison, so I do still have Spurs attack. We do still have Udogi, so you still, still have double Spurs in this draft. And I really like what Madison can do and with the fixtures, I think you continue to perform well. Then we have two cheaper options. We have Brian and Waymo, who's not going anywhere. Up to 6.9 million, but still a great option. Everton and Nottingham Forest in the next two. He is going nowhere from any of my drafts. One of the best players, one of the best decisions I made going into the start of the season was picking Brian and Buemo in my team. And to go with him, the second cheap midfielder we've gone with is Diaby of Aston Villa. 6.6 million playing up front alongside Ollie Watkins. Continues to tick along nicely with returns. Doesn't feel like Ollie Watkins is worth the money when you can go and buy Diaby for a very, very similar price. I really, really like him. Now, of course, there is no Arsenal in here. However, Arsenal's next fixtures, they play Tottenham in game week six. They play Manchester City and Chelsea all in their next four. The only reasonable fixture is Bournemouth in game week seven, but we know there's a lot of good fixtures in game week seven anyway. You can potentially go back in on the likes of Bakayo Saka, the likes of Martin Odegaard in their defenders as well when it does come to their nice fixture run from about game week 10 onwards. But from playing the wild card, the next four fixtures are not good enough and no one is exploding enough with points for me to to be picking an Arsenal player in here. So finally moving up front, of course Erling Ireland is in here and then we have Julian Alvarez. Alvarez for the next two, Nottingham Forest and Wolves, he has been said to have been undroppable by Pep. Now last time Pep said someone was undroppable, he dropped Ake the very next game. So I don't believe that, but I do think he is performing really well. He's also playing with a team that if he creates chances, Haaland is finishing them a lot of the time. So that assist potential is really, really nice for Julian Alvarez. And then finally, we have Archer. This is a 3-5-2 draft. Archer can sit on your bench every week. He's definitely my favorite 4.5. And from game week 10 onwards, the fixtures for Sheffield United are really nice. I don't plan on bringing him in, but if there's rotation around the Champions League, you have a nice first sub. Now, for me building this wildcard draft, I have exactly 1 million in the bank. Some of you might have less. Some of you might have more. If you have a million spare in the bank, I'd be really tempted to not have Archer and upgrade him to Morris for the double game week in game week seven. I don't think it's essential at all. I think people are getting overhyped with the Luton asset, but Morris on penalties playing 90 minutes with Everton and Burnley in the double means it is possible that you could potentially go with him. It is looking at the schedule, one of the fixtures that Alvarez might be most rotation prone to not play when they play Wolves in game week seven, so Morris could fill in. It is a very luxury upgrade, and I do not blame you if you decide not to go with Morris and just to leave the money in the bank, and you may not be able to afford it anyway, which is why I didn't have Morris in the normal draft anyway. So, 3-5-2, Sharp, Botman, and Estupanan will be starting for you every week this week. Going into game week seven, you could bench Estupanan, who goes away to Aston Villa and play Kabore for his double. Then going into game week eight is when the Spurs fixture swing start, and you can play Udogi. The midfield five is great. Haaland and Alvarez is great. And then Morris can feed in for the double if you decide to go with him. If not, then you can go with Archer. So, that is what a wildcard draft would look like if I was playing one this week. But I do want to err on the side of caution that I don't think this is a good week to be playing your wildcard. Yes, we've had a lot of players blank this week. Yes, a lot of you have had a bad game week. Yes, there'll be certain of you with teams that need a wildcard, that have too many players injured, have too many rotation prone players and too many players who are not performing and are bad FPL assets. 
but please look at your team and decide whether you really think those players banking just have got unlucky this week and didn't score points. Players don't score points every single week or whether they are actually bad FPL assets and you need to be selling them on a wildcard. There are other options which I think are better chances to play your wildcard. A, B and C. A is the favourite. If you're looking at your team now and you don't like it, I do think the best idea is trying to get to game week eight before you play your wildcard. This is potentially where the Liverpool fixture swing starts. There are also other fixture swings for the likes of Aston Villa. Diaby is in the wildcard draft, but he does play Chelsea and Brighton in the next two. Brighton also have a nice fixture swing starting very soon after game week eight. So it might be time to start buying in the likes of Matoma back into our teams. So A is probably my favourite if you are needing a wildcard. Now try and save it to game week eight. B. This is actually when the Liverpool fixture swing ends, so you could use it to potentially sell the likes of Mo Salah, who a lot of people are buying in, or C, which is game week 19, which falls after the Manchester City versus Brentford blank game week in game week 18. Game week A was really powerful, particularly if you had a strong squad, because you could target Luton, but actually the more I look at it, you don't need to target Luton as much as I thought you would. Surprise, surprise, Luton are not a good team, so we shouldn't be buying them into our FBL teams, despite even having a double game week. So we've had a look at a potential wildcard draft. I just want to say it's probably not the best week for the 90% of you. There will be some of you who think this is the week to wildcard. Some of you may have already activated the chip as well. And go ahead. There are great players. Play your own game. Look at the squad I've built because I think that is a great squad set up for now and for future as well. If you are umming and ahhing still about whether to play it, just have a review of your team. How many of them are actually bad assets and how many of them just had an off game week? So that is a wildcard draft. I'll put it back up on screen now for you as well. Let me know what you think of it. Let me know if there's anything you would change. I know Arsenal missing out is potentially going to be the big thing that people are going to call me up on, I am sure. But Son is also not in there. But I have decided to wait on him for a couple of weeks and go still with Marcus Rashford. Let me know what you think. Drop any questions you have about your team, the wildcard draft, chip strategy, anything FPL related in the comment section down below. Like the video if you haven't already. 1,000 likes on the video is always the aim. Subscribe if you are new around here. Thank you all again for 80,000 subscribers for the support you've shown me and the channel as well. Thank you all for watching and I'll be back again very soon. Podcast Network.